We had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, healthcare, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15 percent. I hope that it can occur in a, a civil way, and I, 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 I mean civil in a special way, I, peaceful. The biggest question, in, maybe in economics and politics of the coming decade, will be what to do with all these useless people. I just see the need for such a dialogue, and I see the need for action. I see the need for a great reset. We are three years, six months, and two days into 14 days to flatten the curve. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Johnny Anderson alongside Ned. How are you, Mr. Wizard? Oh, I'm quite tickled, actually. Shame I'll um, prep that shrink out. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, well, that will go out, but not for the usual um, every day. So that will go out to our subscribers only. And speaking of that, if you like the podcast you're hearing and you would like to support the work that we are doing, we would greatly appreciate you considering becoming one of our paid subscribers. It will give you access to certain parts of our broadcast that you otherwise wouldn't see. You will have early access to this podcast that we're doing today, as well as a chance to get a hold of our prep sessions, which we just did, that you will not hear anywhere else other than that. And we are quite candid in those things. Those will be available for you to choose from. The link will be in the program description below. You can just click it and it will take you to our subscription page and you can choose what you would like to do from there. Subscriptions start at just $5 per month. So where would you like to start? Oh, I'm going to start home, UK. Well, before you do that, I guess I have to get my apology out of the way because you told me in prep I need to get my apology out of the way. So due to circumstances, yeah, due to circumstances <laughs> beyond our control, uh, we're having, we've been having some technical difficulties that we can't exactly fix ourselves. And so we've had to just kind of wait it out and see if it, uh, if it actually fixes itself. And it's not exactly cooperating as as well as it should, but uh, it seems to be somewhat stable today as opposed to yesterday, but uh, we're going to try and go with it. But we will have, uh, we're going to try and have Marty on two days next week uh, as opposed to uh, just the one. So we'll see if we can make up for that. But anyway, I will stop talking and I will see if this can sort itself out on my end. Anyway, where would you like to start? So much fog. And it's really weird because when, 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 when they start to push stuff out there, you always wonder what the ulterior motive is i mean recently i mean we had on the 12th of september we had manchester police force giving it there's malicious communications sent out to schools across the city so their response was to make a high visibility of policemen around all the schools and then two days later leeds west yorkshire police they sent a lot of the schools into lockdown shut your gates shut your doors shut yourselves in We've got emails saying the malicious things about they're going to harm the kids, harm the teachers. This is another fog thing. I mean, we do not know who generated it. This is what annoys me. It goes down the same line and they've got these emails come in. They've got these messages. They're going to follow them up. And you damn well know nothing's going to come out of it. So 
you get a bit of cynicism, don't you? Who are the culprits? Will we ever learn? Or is this just another way to lead to, hang on, new laws and new legislation? We'll see. That's and it I'll, right there. I'll, and I bet our cynicism wins out on top on that one. Definitely. Um, boring. State pension. Why is people bitching about state pension? Because they don't have one. No, we have. Yeah. Well, yeah, actually, you have, but is it actually worth anything? You know, it's, it's, it's kind of going like up. The, is it going up? Is that because of inflation or? It's is, going up by eight and a half percent, apparently, oh. by April. Okay. So instead and of. That, well, instead you of, know what? That makes it a full state pension, right? Yeah, in this on. country, in this country, you're allowed to earn about 12 and a half grand before you pay tax. Now, if that eight and a half percent works, that means it's going to go up by best part of 900 £900 if you have a full pension. So it's going to be worth £11.5 grand. And yet people are giving it. And it's just this way the media engineers things or they get pushed. I'll go out there and have a bitch about it. Oh, yeah, but we're getting close to the 12500 They're going to be taxing us soon. Wait till you get there. But if you've got there, that means you've got over twelve and a half grand. It's the stupid fog. You just get this, you know. Maybe they've sacked all the silly presenters and they just can't come up with any other reason for a while. So they're they're doing all this. And that clown came out of hiding, didn't he? Jeremy Vine. Yeah, I saw him. Uh, he got hit by a by a delivery van uh, this afternoon <laughs> or yesterday afternoon. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I mean Bojo. No? Oh, oh, Boris Johnson. Johnson. Oh, yeah. Okay. What happened to him? <laughs> oh, he's verbally he's he's, he's verbally uh, intervened about Ukraine again. He was quite prominent. Oh, oh yeah. That. No, he's saying that our country don't contribute enough. He said the U.S. gives loads of money. We should contribute more. We should do more, or there'll be more casualties. And I'm giving it. Hang on. No, don't listen to him, Rishi. Because basically, behind this, the other day, Zelensky went. We need our people back. Now everybody ran away from Ukraine as refugees. Then you had some go to Russia as migrants. Remember that? So you've yeah, got all these but... people coming. So Poland took a load. And yeah, you know what Poland, Poland are doing now? Zelensky wants, here you go, Zelensky wants international warrants so he can have his people back that are of fighting age. Okay. <laughs> so if... They come across Ukrainians because some of them. You see, this is what gets me. They create this situation. So we can, just for, for clarity, but we're told that we have to take millions of unvetted ones that are of fighting age across the U.S. southern border and across the European southern border, and they don't have to be sent back. Zelensky wants more back. Well, I understand, but if we're going to do that, then we need to be equal about it, don't we? We need to send them all back. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know. But the point is, you would have had Ukrainians that don't want to be in that situation of a war, of a meat grinder, of people just dying. I don't think either that, side, either side yeah. wants to do it. Because if you and look the, at the if you look at the exodus from Russia in the start, they lost about three hundred thousand from the start when they started the invasion. The Russians, as in, they left. Yeah, yeah. people did so leave. Yeah. Both sides, both sides left. So. So you would have had a lot of Ukrainians that would have bribed their way out across Europe to get somewhere. Yeah. And now, if Zelensky's waving his flag again, and if Interpol get on this, and if the Europeans do raise warrants, etc., the Polish have said, if we come across them, it'll have to be sorted in the courts. Yeah, and that'll take forever. Yeah, whether they go back or not. But you're still going to have people that will what? think they need to bribe people to stay there now this is creating a real this ethically and morally is disgusting 
Well, the whole thing ethically and morally is disgusting. Well, you we know, know the that, fact, but the fact that there's a war is ethically, ethically and morally disgusting. Well, it's not a war, is it? It's just a creation. No, it's a, it's a yeah, that's what it is. That's exactly what it is. But um, yeah. So personally, all these Ukrainians you've taken on board, the refugees or whatever you want to politically call them, you've got a responsibility now. There is somewhere. Remember, there is a saying that if you save someone's life, you're responsible for it. Take that on board, people, you know? You welcome someone into your house, your home, and everything, you know? It's it's not just, yeah, right now, get out, they want you back. That's a scary thing. That is just horrible. I can't imagine they won't do people it. send... They no. won't do it. But it's... It's, 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 it's a, That's all it is. Yeah, but it's political. It's the media... It's going to create unrest. It's going to do exactly what it's meant to do. And that is the problem. People need to ignore this and take the stance of, no, you can stay if you're here now. Because <laughs> they'll be asking for British troops and US troops next. <laughs> Actually, I think be- they already are, because I don't believe either one of us are hitting our recruitment goals. So I think we're <laughs> both going to fall short this year. So uh, if you look that, at the uh, uh, if you look at the number of casualties just from not including the wokeness that's infected my military, but if you look at just the uh, the casualties from the COVID jabs alone, you know, one in nine in the in the enlisted corps and one in eight in the officer corps are either yeah, dead or the, permanently disabled. Yeah, and what about you talk about permanently disabled? But if someone's immune system is degraded, that is a disability. It's it's same thing. Yeah, and that's yeah. that's going to be. I tell you what, I wouldn't be surprised. I would say that over a billion people have got a, probably an immuno problem somewhere along the line, if not more. Mm-hmm. Definitely due right. to this. If, if the numbers, if the numbers we were getting were indeed accurate, then yeah, you're right. Yeah, you know, the, a, a good lump of the world population is suffering now, and. Oh, well, oh, oh, I got else? something good for you. I guess since since we're on the COVID thing, I got something good for you. Ooh. I thought that I would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that I would bring this one up and I was trying to figure out how I could work it in. But since you're here and we're discussing it, <laughs> guess what? Well, do you remember you all much. those? Yeah. Do you remember all those Nightingale hospitals that they put up all across the UK? Do you remember all those? Oh, well, all the beds and that that weren't used yep. and whatever. Yep. Uh huh. And they cost, I don't know how much they cost. 2,500 so pounds each for a new hospital bed. 2,500 pounds each. Well, they, well, they weren't used. They weren't used. Nope, they were not used. So your government decided that they were going to have a fire sale of these unused hospital beds. Do you want to take a guess? Uh-huh. What they, hear me out. Do you want to take a guess as to how much they sold them for? At auctions. Well, they would have liked to get... They would have probably liked to double their money, but they probably got a fraction of it. Six pounds per hospital bed. Six pounds (laughs) is what they got. Oh, dear God. I know people... uh, Yeah, oh, it is terrible. I know people that have, in the US, older people that have wished that they could have gotten through their insurance or or somebody a legitimate hospital bed in their home, but they could never afford it. And here they are... They sold them for six pounds. The the biggest problem in the US is, and other countries that um, have to rely on their insurance to help them medically. Well, there's no oversight. You could have you you could have medication that if you say managed to buy it over a counter or went to get it from a pharmacy, it could cost you X amount, but it will cost you exponentially more via your insurance. It will. It's it's criminal. 
Well, it I is. Mean, the insurance companies, they lit- they legitimately, they bill you for the highest amount possible and the most expensive drug that they have, and they do it on purpose, just so <laughs> the hospital can turn around and, and argue what they're being charged, and then the insurance company can offer something lower, and then the patient is the one that gets stuck with the rest of it. Yeah, and basically, you think your insurance is worth so much and you won't have a problem, and it gets totally drained very quickly. Yeah, I remember gone. I stayed in... Yeah, I, I remember I, I had to I had to stay in the hospital for one night in the U.S. One night, okay, one night. That was all it was, and it was just for observation. Twenty five thousand dollars is what the final bill was. I didn't have to pay that, of course. I ended up paying like uh, I want to say it was like eighteen hundred to two thousand is what I had to pay. But but even that's disgusting. Even that was yeah, even that was bad. But twenty five grand is what the insurance was charged. Oh, you could have had a bed over here for six pounds. <laughs> I could have had the bed for six pounds. Yeah, you're right. I could have taken it home with me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, excellent. And then sold it for a mint. Yeah, sold it. Yeah, yeah, sold it for for two thousand. Yeah. Yeah. There was Six one last pounds. thing I want. Six one pounds. last thing yeah, I want. Sorry, I ahead. want to really have a spit at about the UK because yeah, we talked about the energy bills. Yeah, and this is a little update on it. Yeah, because the one of the biggest things I was thinking about was okay, smart meters. They want to add them to your washing machine, your dishwasher, your cooker, and everything. I'm giving it. Hang on, one smart meter. Right. And I wanted to know what it kicks out. Like. So a standard smart meter is kicking out quite a few times a day, probably several thousand signals a day. But if you get the real tight beam ones, it's continual data. Now, on top of that, that should be just by your where your meter was. So it's not really in the house if you don't need it, if you put if your meter is in a decent situation. So it doesn't bombard your kids, doesn't bombard you or whatever. But if you have all these appliances in the house where they put these meters on, you got to think about, hang on, how does this affect you? I mean, yeah, we got smartphones. A lot of people are worried about that. So you look into evidence and you come up with all manner of things and it's you get the government look on it and they say, well, there's no evidence that these meters cause any problem to health whatsoever. And then they say things like, um, oh, let's see. They use words like, oh, likely. They're likely to be more helpful than not. And they, they come into using or twisting words or they're very blasé or they're non-descriptive. So they just circle around it. But then I went and had a look and there was a senior nuclear policy lecturer at um, your UCSC. And he'd actually looked into it. He was called Daniel Hirsch or something. And he did some findings. There were some findings on these. And he went, basically, they looked at a standard type meter and it emits 100 to 150 times stronger than your mobile phone. Whereas the government say, the government say that they're likely not to be as powerful as your mobile phone, which is wrong. And basically, they can emit intense signals up to 14,000 times a day. And if you get the narrow band, it's continual. 14,000? So, yeah. Wow. A narrow band one is continually there all the time. But they they're just safe. keep transmitting. But they're safe, they say. Yeah. They say, oh, no, they skirt around it. You know, there's no evidence. Yeah, okay. So, all right, there's no evidence. So let's go down. Then you look into, okay, the cancer charities or the cancer research people, and then they say there's possibly carcinogenic outcome if you put yourself in a situation where there's all these radio waves and stuff coming around you all the time and then you look into the enemy because i always like to look to see what the who says you know just to see where they're going yes what is the chinese communist party today (laughs) (laughs) and basically they've put down non-ionizing radiation 
of the kind emitted by smart meters, and this is on their site, is a class 2B carcinogen. Interesting. Right. So there they right. admit it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then I go, well, what's a class 2B? And what has been a class 2B? So a class 2B classification is possibly carcinogenic to humans. There is some evidence, but it's not conclusive. So I thought, well, I wonder what they've talked about that previously. Let's have a look at what the 2Bs are. And you come across one, right? So in 1974, DDT <laughs> was classified as a type 2 carcinogenic material, yeah? That was after they used it and they sprayed it all over neighborhoods of people, <laughs> yeah. yeah. DDT. So you find one that's, it's a nasty. 1987, it remained a 2B. 1991, it remained 2B. And not until 2015 did they shift it and upgrade it to a 2A, which means basically there's strong evidence, but there's nothing conclusive. We're talking about DDT here. This is something, right? I have seen the effects of that. You spread that in your garden, you've got a moonscape for five years. Yep. Yeah? That's true. That is gone. And so you could classify your smart meter non-ionizing radiation alongside DDT. I'm sorry, I don't want that all around my house coming out from several directions, especially when you've got, well, myself to start with. You know, you've got to be selfish, isn't you? And then you've got your wife, possibly, your partner, your kids, your pets, any life form, you know. Wake up and see that your goldfish is lying on its side. Like That's good for the environment, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so sorry, people. Smart, smart meters are a no-no. When they say there's no evidence, the classification itself is saying there's possible, ev well, there's evidence of danger there, definitely. And, you know, you don't want to hang around and... Wait for 10 years just to see whether you want to grow another head, you know, the fourth arm or whatever else comes with it. But um, it reminded me of something, especially corporate idea. Do you remember Syria where they had all this, everybody got up in arms. Europe was up in arms. Everybody was up in arms about chemical warfare all of a sudden, weren't they? Yeah? This is like back 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and they had a that. big go at it, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember. What was the one thing they did not say you couldn't use? because it was used in Western industry and everywhere. Chlorine gas, we still use that. Chlorine, yeah. why? Because the corporate sector uses it so much for different things. So chlorine gas was not outlawed. Yeah, of course not. I mean, no, that in still, itself tells you how they, yeah, that tells you how they operate. That was a massive signal. So when they say there's no evidence, it doesn't matter whether there's a evidence, does they? It all, it's all about money. And chlorine gas is still allowed because they want to keep it in industry comfortably. Well, not only that, but we also use chlorine to purify our drinking water. So yeah, I know we, we do. We do kind of need that. So yeah, but they yeah, I know we need it, but they wouldn't outlaw chlorine gas for that fact. No, they won't. It's you can't. Well, because they do everything with with like a blanket policy, you couldn't do that. If that makes well, sense, you can. You can, but they're not going to exactly. And yet they say smart meters equivalent to ddt yeah, yeah sure. come on yeah just take it with a pinch of salt peter people and tell them to piss off you're not having them in your house and make a big massive law thing about it sorry i shouldn't have said that really should i but that's the way i feel but one last thing on the uk remember about brexit whether you were against brexit or for it it occurred the main reasons for things like a lack of transparency accountability even the word democracy was waved in your face endlessly by Europe. And our scepticism allowed us to see that there were large, distant 
unaccountable institutions that are really determining how we live. Funny enough, it's still happening. You stood up once. Don't you think it's time that we tidied our own backyard up, you know, actually... We do need to clean the institutions e- out, yeah, desperately. Even if it's go. just here in the UK, yeah. people, to start somewhere, someone has to start. And we did it with Brexit. We should follow it through to the end because it's needed. It's required. I love this country, and I still believe loads of people do. And we're just watching this, and everybody in different countries must feel the same about their own. And we've really got to do something. Let let me ask you a question on that. I I totally agree with you. And I I believe 100% that you're right in everything you just said. What's your stance? And I'm I'm not not asking you to endorse or you know whatever. I'm just curious as what your take is on it. What do you think of these uh, these Blade Runner guys with this ULES thing? You know, cutting down the uh, the cameras and flattening the the tires on the uh, the vans and everything else. Well, someone's upset somewhere, aren't you? Well, I don't. Yeah. I mean, basically, the this, the trouble is you're living in an age where you've got people. Yes, they could be getting so upset. They could be doing these things, but because We've gone through the fog, the media. We don't know, unless you know the people, you don't know whether it's being done deliberately or underhanded so you can pass another legislation, another law. Yeah, people are upset. But yeah, you you do need to stand up. The, The people that are in unnecessary positions and abusing that position, London has got a total idiot on it. In, in charge of that, that mayor is, is uh, I mean... He's awful. I don't mean to speak out of yeah. turn, but he's he's awful. But he, he, he doesn't care. He's turning the place into... A, London could be managed so much better. I mean, you don't need just all these charges. You don't need to tell people you can't have that car because of some stupid idea. Because they are stupid ideas. It, it, it totally is. London is a place that people will always have to come into to do work. I mean, a lot, not a lot of people work in the service industry, but if you can imagine how many vehicles that have to come in from the service industry into a city and the cost of all that, it doesn't go to him at the top. He's comfortable. It's the people down the bottom that eventually pay for it. So if you live there and you pay a congestion charge for all the services that have to incorporate every charge into the price to keep their company going, it's coming down to the people again. You're paying several times over because of gits like your mayor. And that's it. He's, they should call him Night Mayor, actually. And that's it. Because he is. Let's go make a T-shirt of that. And have his face on it. Well, we could probably have one printed up. We could sell about eight million of them, like they did with Donald <laughs> Trump and his mugshot. You know, yeah, it probably would. It'd well, be yeah. worth it because ah, uh, but that's it. Uh, that's all I want well, to say. What do they about. expect? I'm not again. I'm not asking you to. And I, I wouldn't ask anybody to do that. But I'm not saying whether you you know endorse it or, or whatever. But they're not giving people a whole hell of a lot of choices. You know, I was I was telling this to Marty a couple of weeks ago when this ULES thing started, you know, these these cameras and everything, which that's just a 15 minute city. That's all that is where they're going to charge you. What is it? 12 pound 50 a day is what they're going to or 12 pounds a day to move your car. 12 pound 50 is the charge for going in. Yeah, that's what they would charge you per day. Per day for going yeah. in. So yeah. again, but the that in using these cameras, that's how they would track these things. So, like I said, they're not giving people. Again, I'm not endorsing the damage of private property here, but uh, or well, I guess it's public property, isn't it? Because it's taxpayer money that's being used to to fund it. Yeah, but it's a vicious circle, not, isn't it? It you is. You chop down the cameras. You chop down the cameras, right? 
and it costs taxpayer to put them back up. Well, yeah, but they don't need to be up in the first place, is my point. They do not need to be up there in the first place. This surveillance thing needs to be stopped because that's all it is. Because those cameras, they'll say, oh, they only take your number plate recognition and stuff like that. Sorry, it's a camera. It's a camera and it's data and all this is going in and going out. And the way they use data now and sell it around and whatever, it'll be going anywhere and everywhere. It is just data. It's it's a breach of your privacy to many degrees just because somebody wants to make legislation, basically. Someone is taking a photograph of you, your property, whether you like it or not. So, and if they're doing it on a scale of several thousands and millions, it's slightly wrong. And it's only causing noise, unrest, and the cost of money. You wouldn't mind if the money was going into something decent, but it's not. I mean, the transparency of where every penny is going should be out there for the people to see, but it's not. And that's another thing. You don't know what your taxpayer's money is doing now. Well, you could have a good idea, but it's being wasted we won't go down that rabbit hole yet. What it's been doing. It, yeah, it's been wasted yeah. on those green things. But, I mean, that climate thing is another a pain in the ass. Oh, that's another red um, herring in and of itself. I mean, talking about money and everything... Um, the U.S., doesn't it come... Is 1st of October a stop and a beginning of a funding thing in your country? Uh, it could be the congressional budget time. I, I don't know. I can't, I yeah, can't recall. I think, I think that's... that's I mean, that, that, yeah, they're talking about shutting the government down if they don't get it passed or something. I think that's when the budget comes up, is a, yeah. when they have to pass so it. It's, 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 it's a, a, a big thing. But I did notice something about... Who is Tom Emick? Do you know? I have no idea. He's a, Apparently, he's a U.S. congressman, Yeah. And okay. on Tuesday, there's something interesting he announced. He and 49 of his fellows, other lawmakers as they call themselves, have reintroduced the CBDC Anti-Surveillance State Act. And apparently, this does three things. It prohibits the feds from issuing a CBDC uh, directly to anybody. It bars the fed using CBDC to implement monetary policy and control the economy with it. And it requires the fed... CBDC projects to be transparent to Congress and the American people. So someone's making a move on that, apparently, and that was being put through on Tuesday, which is a bit of a light. I'd like to see what comes out of that, if anything. Or is it just more fog? We won't know until something comes out of there. But these, uh, I mean, I think they're 50 Republicans, yeah, on that side. Um, his name's Tom Emick. That's the only thing I've got on the US, which is quite positive, really. It is, it is possible. <laughs> a lot of negative coming out of you. Yeah, yeah, I was, ex I was <laughs> expecting to hear something about uh, about the old man there. You know, and he's no, uh, no he's boring. He's, he he is boring. You know, he's masking again in the White House because uh, Mrs. Biden has tested positive for COVID. Yeah, well, she can test. Everyone's going to be testing positive. COVID is there to stay, man. COVID is out there. If you want to talk about COVID, and if you want to talk about... I don't, actually. COVID, <laughs> COVID is out there, right? Simple. It's out there. It's there to stay. It's like the common cold. You're going to get it. You're going to get it. But the one thing you've got to understand is, like, like the common cold, this will mutate with everybody differently. So when you hear this certain mutation, and they say, oh, it's all over the place, it doesn't work that way. Viruses don't work that way. If it all of a sudden pops up and it's a certain specific strain that's been delivered to your doorstep no, no other reason viruses do not work that way they everybody has a different system and the common cold you're used to it 
You get it, it goes around your house, you think you've got rid of it, and it comes back at you in a different way. That's how it mutates, and that is how the coronavirus actually mutates. When they say there's a specific strain, and they go, oh, it's here, there, and everywhere, and it's this strain, it's been delivered. End of debt. It can't do anything else. Ask a scientist, ask any virologist. It doesn't work that way, right? So put up with the big lie and let your system cope with it because it's just, well, it's evil, it's wrong, but it's obvious. Talking about evil, I was going to talk about Canada for a second. That's evil. Yeah, did I did I play you? No, I played it for Bruce. Uh, shall I play the clip for you of the uh, the, the ministers uh, sitting up there on stage? Have I not? What, Minister of Health? Yeah, did I not? Chinese, is she a Chinese lady? She is Chinese, yes, she certainly is. Uh, let me see if I have that <laughs> handy. I'm pretty sure that I do. Yep, right uh, here it is. Just... As a follow-up, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I just wanted to take note. You're all you're all masking, which is lovely to see, of course. But most government ministers are are not now. Most MPs are not. Most people on the street are not masking. Is is there any specific guidance on that going forward at, at this point? Yes, Theresa Tam. So um, it is a layer of protection. We hope people have developed the habit to be able to use masks as needed during the respiratory virus season, not just for COVID, but for the, all the other um, respiratory pathogens that will be transmitted around this time. So I do think now is the time to get your masks ready if you don't already have them. Um, in our own particular context, we certainly in our area, there's been an uptick in some of the COVID-19 indicators. Uh, for me personally, there, there have been cases around, um, you know, my, even my work colleagues. So uh, that's one of the reasons uh, why we are wearing masks today. She doesn't Get deserve right. to be called a health minister. No, no, absolutely not. Because if not. she has any, because she damn well knows, like we spoke the other day, when the CDC made that mistake about smoke being 10 microns and the virus being so much smaller that your masks don't even stop the smoke. Actually, right? yeah, actually, there is... There's something else that I have on that point, just to make sure that we get all the facts correct on it. Uh, it's not Fauci. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, my friend, I hate to disappoint you, but... And, and, and we're almost out of time, but I, I want to ask you, we, there, there's a new study out that, that suggests that masks were actually not effective, at least in a global sense, in, 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 in containing the, uh, the, the pandemic. What, what is your sense, looking back at all this, uh, did masks prove to be less effective than you anticipated? You know, John, if you, the, some of the studies that are confusing, the study that recently has been now quoted a lot and causing a lot of confusion is this Cochrane study, which even the people who run the Cochrane studies say that that study can be misleading because people have commented on that study saying absolutely masks don't work, which is absolutely not the case because there are a number of studies that show that masks actually do work. And there's a lot of confusion when you take a broad, uh, a series of studies and you look at them in a meta-analysis, only a couple of those studies were specifically looking at COVID. So I think we better be careful that that study that people keep talking about can be very, very misleading. There's a lot of good data that masks work. But you've also said we're not going to go back to the time of federal mask mandates. That's that's a thing of the past. 
That means they're going No, back I don't it. see that in the future at all. I mean, I can see that if we get a significant uptick in cases, that you may see the recommendation that masks be used under certain circumstances and in indoor crowded settings. But I don't see there be certainly not federal mandates. I would be extremely surprised if we would see that. There may be local organizations that may require masks, but I think what we're going to see mostly are if the cases go up, that there might be recommendations, not mandates. There's a big difference there. Yeah, that means they're going to do all the above. Is, um, is there really? Yeah. yeah is there really a good. difference? It's Fauci. Of course, he's the expert. He's the expert. He's he's told you exactly he, what I'll tell you what. He, that, they want to get rid of that bloke because all he does. The thing is, yes, I agree with him. There is proof out there that say mask works, but he won't say what specific type. It's a very expensive mask that will work. Not you running the mill thousands and thousands of them and the cloth ones that got the pretty stitching on them and everything else, the paper masks. Masks, if you see them in hospitals as such, they were there to stop bacterial overload and infection of wounds or something you were working on. Yeah, Nothing else. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing else. The rest of it is garbage. Viral respiratory infections go straight through them. And all they do is, well, well, we know mice. We know it. We've talked about it. And it just causes, it causes grief. It just upset. I mean, the more you wear it, the more you're going to be uncomfortable eventually. And I bet those people that are on that board quickly took those off, those nice, tidy, clean masks as soon as they got off camera. Yeah. Of course and they did. Actually, I they mean, just took them out of the packaging right before they went on. You could see the creases in them where they just pulled them out of the packaging. It's, it's just, it's, it's ridiculous. And to call yourself a health minister and not tell people that this will not stop a viral respiratory infection, because it won't. It hasn't got a chance. Basically, you're breathing into it. If any mucus comes out of you, it's going to stay in your mask. When it should be gone, anything that you expel should be out there. It shouldn't. It, it is just a total stupid idea. It causes unnecessary harm, and it's, it's a psychological people. It's a psychological crutch that you're being given, and the more you wear it, the more you'll get used to it, and the more it will change you psychologically. And that's all it does. It's detrimental. End of dip. But there is something good out there in the world that came out from the last couple of years. There's a new documentary film out there called River of Freedom. Have you heard of it? I've heard of Sound of Freedom, not River of Freedom. It's from New Zealand. Interesting. It's been okay. shown. They're showing it at the cinemas out there now. You remember? You remember about a year and a half ago, yeah, in New Zealand, um, when there were those peaceful protests at Wellington, yeah. In fact, that New Zealand had their own convoy, didn't they? You know, they had their own convoy, and then people went to Wellington to do a peaceful protest and that, and it. It's quite interesting because it shows it. And basically, even, even, even to the point where the, they've actually shown that at certain dates, like on the 1st of March, they are just about to get together and they would, in the next day or two, they were going to, um, this big group were going to actually have a peaceful solution. They were going to present to the government of how it could all be solved. And on the 2nd of March... Funny enough, the rubber bullets came out and everything else, and they all tried to walk over them and that. But it got filmed. It, it got filmed. And the thing is, it's out there. 
and it, it it it's just so good. I mean, it shows what your own government can do to your own people. And this is the point is when the police don't protect the people and then become an instrument of harm, that's when you know your society's going down. Um, when I was growing up, we used to have, this used to be the students at the university's job. They used to go out there and they used to film things and they used to put these things forward. They don't anymore. They've become as much as an instrument themselves. And this is another massive failing. Over the years, they've been the, the anarchy of students. They go out there and they shove this in the face of the government and whatever. But they're there, just like just like comedians who take the piss out of the government and out of the politics. The students were there to have their quirky ideas and whatever and push it out there and let the people know there's some something wrong with society or something they didn't agree with. They're not doing that anymore. All, all the people that used to stand up, I mean, we know the media's shut for a start. Was it supposed to be impartial, especially ugh, the impartial BBC, of course, that we have in this country, you know? <laughs> but you just don't want that to... That organization I I has not been impartial. Oh, by the way, Miss Mariana Spring, you know, we've been talking about her off and on for the last couple of weeks. Um, she's not been seen or posted anything to any of her social media accounts, official or otherwise, in the last, I think, almost two weeks now. Oh, shame. Yeah. They'll find That's another face. Yeah, they'll stick someone else up there, yeah. Yeah, they'll find another face who'll, who'll have a really good CV, you know. But um, out in New Zealand, they're starting to get out stuff out there. It's been an interesting week for that because I like to pot around the world. There's there's a, a platform called Vice News in New Zealand, and they um, put out a documentary about how New Zealand fell out of love with Jacinda Ardern. <laughs> <laughs> oh god there's a name i thought that i would never hear again but she's doing how they that. fell it's, out of love with her and yeah, i'll tell yeah, you what yeah. it, she's, it, she's going it's, to take it's over excellent the, yeah she's going to take over the uh the online disinformation thing isn't she i thought that was the last we heard of her that's what she's going to start but doing it's, it's it's how i mean if it, 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 it's quite interesting because the people are putting stuff out there i mean there was that um i think there was a, a volcano thing at the beginning of her term or whatever right back in the early days and then there was something that seemed to happen in several different countries like there was an arms thing and somebody went around and killed people they did it in america some people got killed in the uk some people got killed in it was like all of a sudden I mean, I wouldn't like to say it was manufactured or pushed a point to get legislation through to say, because in New Zealand, they stopped automatic weapons. The and ice cream the, man in your country yeah. has been pushing all sorts of things. Well, New Zealand, they had the harshest COVID lockdowns outside of uh, Australia and Canada. So yeah. it was it was pretty bad. And they, they did full-blown mandates down there. And of course, you know, you had, a, you had an attack on um, private gun ownership before that happened. They got some lackey in after i can't remember his name now and he's just as bad these things people are making things people have captured things and they're putting stuff out there and i really hope that the new zealanders keep pushing it i really hope the people in uk rethink about why they moved away from europe and the reasons for it and they start to wake up and shout for those reasons that started it all because we've got to canada i i do not understand why trudeau is still in power I don't I mean, know. That, I think is... every every time they've, um, I think there's been an attempt to have a recall election and have him removed, but I don't think that it's been successful up to this point. Well, he's got to go. I mean, do you know that they legalized hard drugs in cities like yes. Vancouver? Yes. Yes, I did hear about how that. How can you do that? 
That's heroin. That's um, what yeah. else was a heroin, cocaine, probably fentanyl, ecstasy. fentanyl, fentanyl, ecstasy, yeah. probably. Um, yeah. They, they, they got crystal meth out there. Yeah. They got all manner of stuff. Legalized hard drugs, and they wonder why. Hang on, crime's gone up, homelessness, the streets. Yeah, and how can this be good? I've done I mean, the same thing top, in, in most on, American on, cities in the West Coast. Done the same yeah, exact thing. On top thing. of that, you've you've got the whole of the gender identity soup thrown on top of that. What else have you got in Canada? You've got it's like he's a driving force for misery. The euthanasia point. Him and that goat Freeland. Christopher you know, Freeland. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She, I mean, the freezing of people's bank accounts. The millions of dollars that they took away from people-funded stuff because they didn't agree with it. Yeah, here, here's the question I have on that. Okay, so the the freezing of people's bank accounts, right? So let's just let's just stick with that for just a moment. Right, left, center. I don't care your politics. I don't care your nation. Who in God's name voted for that? Anybody? Nobody. Because I don't Nobody. think anybody did. Nobody, nobody, right or left, signed on to any of that to be able to take people's businesses and their when, income away. When, when was the last time that people got a vote on anything in most countries? I'm going to go with, you're going to laugh. I'm going to go with um, Donald Trump, and the first Donald Trump election and Brexit. That was the last time. I thought you were going to say the first Donald Trump. I thought it was the second one. No, no, the first Donald <laughs> Trump election and Brexit and the election of Boris Johnson. When that happened, then I think that was that was the end of it right there. That was the end they, of it, yeah. Yeah, they, they had enough. Yeah. They didn't I think, did I think like they that. believed, yeah, I think that they, they believed that they had all the, uh, the, the loose ends tied up and they could just walk away with throwing out whoever they wanted. But I believe that the the turnout, I, I don't think that they believe that people were that awake. And the turnout was so massive that it didn't matter how much fraud they committed, they couldn't overthrow a legitimate election. And I think once your people and my people, once we gave them a one, two, three, Brexit, Donald Trump, and then Brexit two with Boris Johnson, I think once that happened, I think they'd had just about enough. Because the well, project like, was starting I to mean, fall apart. If, if we're going to do another Brexit, we want to really turn things upside down here. Oh, we're going to turn the, the whole apple cart upside down this time. I mean, why don't we just vote Andrew Bridgeton in for a office? That'd be a good one, wouldn't it? Oh, yes. The colleagues at Westminster would love that, especially the ones oh, that were yeah, shouting, would, get yeah, out, I mean, you're not I'll, welcome I'll, here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm sure, I'm sure it'd be a very interesting thing, wouldn't it? Um, but this, this, this thing, I mean, COVID is just like, a fog in the background and they're just going to keep little bits of pressure on people and see how much money they can screw out of everything on that they're just going to keep that's all that's for now everything is coming under this climate crisis crap and that's a problem that's the agenda now and everything you take canada yeah that git over there as far as 2018 he implemented a national carbon price of 15 dollars a ton and basically, that's due to rise up to about $170 a ton by 2030. Now, they're implementing all these carbon things, and even their own government in Canada reckon that's going to cost an ordinary household $2,000 a year on top of everything else. Because so they're going to come in and say, well, you're using this, you're using that. And that doesn't just affect them. This carbon thing is being used to roll over the farmers, roll over just about every organization or small business they don't want to be in existence. And eventually they're going to use it 
with these smart meters, these energy laws and everything to roll over people who own their own property. So the whole shebang has to go. It's just, it's criminal. I'm sorry, it's criminal. And the police need to get in there and clean house. I don't hold out much more for that. But there was something that, um, there was a declaration made the other day. And this is why I want people to actually go and read. This goes for all you eco people who think you know about climate, who think you know about what's going on in the world with the boiling, the carbon, the greenhouse gases, because finally some scientists have decided to put their name to a paper. And there's at least 1,600 of them, not one or two. And there's two Nobel laureates put their name to this as well. Okay, so we have some credibility. We have some some actual credibility. Okay, all right. What have they penned up? What do you got? Right, it's called World Climate Declaration, right? So there's over 1,600 scientists. 142 of them, apparently, are from the UK. But there's two Nobel laureates. Um, I looked into who they were. Um, There's an American physicist, John F. Uh, Clouser, I think his name is, and he got um, he, he got his uh, as, uh, it was actually shared with other people. There was a French physicist and an Austrian one. Ivor um, the Givar, I think he was Norwegian American. He's an engineer and a physicist. Now these guys are penning their names to stuff, right? And if you look through the paper, and it's quite an extensive paper, and I'll give you an idea of what. The, but go. Go and read it, people. It's called the World Climate Declaration, right? And it's if you want, if you can't find it that way, look for the Climate Intelligence Group, yeah, and you'll find it that way. And there's a few quotes in it and stuff that I mean, they're actually putting down there is no climate emergency, therefore there is no cause for panic or alarm. We strongly oppose the harmful and unreliable, unrealistic net zero co2 policy proposed proposed for 2050 now that is a statement that they've all agreed with and other people have added stuff to it um it does require a look go and read it some of the content it it says like to believe the outcome of a climate model is to believe what the model maker has put into it that's common sense right this is precisely the problem of today's climate uh, discussion to which climate models are central Climate science has degenerated into basically a discussion on belief, not fact, you know. And it says climate models have many shortcomings. They're not remotely plausible as policy tools. They do not only exaggerate the effects of greenhouse gases. They ignore the facts that CO2 enriches the atmosphere and is beneficial, right? The gap between the real world and the model world tells us we are far from understanding real climate change. I mean, this is what they're actually saying. So, I mean, it should be open for discussion. There's no statistical evidence that global warming is intensifying hurricanes, floods, droughts, and such like natural disasters. Now, I wouldn't call, personally, hurricanes, floods, droughts as a natural disaster. I mean, we've talked about this. I mean, if you think about it, it's where they get you to build your bloody homes. If you're going to build it in a path of where there's going to be, or there's a history of maybe a hurricane turned up. The thing is, this is this is the problem. They say, well, there hasn't been one here for 30 years. And then one turns up after they've built the house. It's a disaster, but it's been there. It will occur again eventually. So, I mean, that in itself is criminal. Um, 
and they put down so basically or even the point is they aren't becoming more frequent however there is ample evidence that co2 mitigation measures are as damaging as they are costly and that means people that anybody that's using co2 as an excuse or carbon as an excuse is costing more and is more damaging than just letting the biosphere do it all think the carbon capture units we were talking about last week that's just that is ridiculous, ridiculous where he says oh well uh, they are quite energy intensive so we're going to need a lot of energy to use those things and we're and, not actually producing anything yes they're not producing anything one. yes well they're a waste disposal <laughs> service that's what they are i had a thought after we had finished bill gates seven million or 70 million acres of trees gee i wonder how many carbon capture units are going to go on that piece of property that he's going to demo well, actually, thinking on that, thinking on that, right, is something for people to think about. We've always talked about the carbon cycle and how it's good. And remember, I mentioned carbon reservoirs. There is another cycle people should think about. How about the oxygen cycle? All these trees. Now, we breathe in oxygen, give out CO2. Yeah? Yes. We're part of that cycle. Trees and plants, due to their processes, give out what? Oxygen. Yes. It's the same process. And you want to get reverse. rid of and you want to get rid of all of those things that create oxygen. Thank you very much. Bill Gates, you're a moron. I'm sorry, you're a demented git. You you're gonna cut all these oxygen making machines down so you can make some dollars? I'm sorry, this is an ecological disaster waiting to happen. The CO2, the carbon cycle and the oxygen cycle are connected. Just like we breathe in and breathe out, it's all connected. So people think from both sides and get rid of these corporate monkeys because they're not doing us any good whatsoever. And they're just coming up with increasive, increasing extreme ideas just to make money, just to push you down these scary corridors. No, it's... But this paper, you really need to have a, have a listen to it. Every corporate idea has usually started with some taxpayer's money. And then in the future, if it hasn't worked out, which they know it won't, but it works for them because they've made their money. But when it becomes a political situation, they then blame the people or get the people to blame themselves. And then they get more tax money to swing it the other way or do whatever idea they can come up with. Because they do just sit in offices and have these meetings and they decide what's going to happen and turn it around and turn it around and turn it around and the people pay the bill and you take on board that it's your fault when it generally isn't because you will not see anything no feedback from that and all that money is going to not many places all that profit is not going to many places actually it is going to uh to many places and it's going to many places overseas to ship out whatever is left of uh, whatever economy you had yeah. That's where a lot of it's, it's going. leaving. It's leaving yeah, your it's, economy. It's leaving. Yeah, it's leaving. That's what I mean. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. It's 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 draining. But this maniacal idea of you need more and you'll never have enough has created the idea of this carbon footprint, and they're using the idea of the carbon footprint to lock everybody down. It's got to stop. It's stupid. It's got to stop. It's just greed. It is a controlling social factor that needs to be stopped. Oh, well, that problem is going to get cleaned up. Size. Yeah, yeah, that, that problem is going to get cleaned up one way or the other. Uh, and we're going to get into, as soon as I dig into some more research here, uh, we're going to get into the origins of where all that nonsense of climate change came from in the first place. 
I was going over some of it with you last week, but I need to do some more looking into it because all that makes sense now. Have I got a couple of more minutes? You have just a couple of more minutes, yes. <laughs> Thank you, because there is one maniacal thing that I really need to mention. We just talked about Bill Gates. What more mani- no, no. How more this maniacal is, could you get? No, this is this is really, really, this is Israel. <laughs> okay, what have they done? There's a company in Israel called Viaqua, not Viagra, Viaqua Therapeutics, yeah? It's an Israeli-based biotechnology uh, startup, right? They've managed to secure $8.5 billion in funding for its oral-based shrimp vaccine. Did, I'm sorry, so did, they- you, did you just say a shrimp <laughs> vaccine? I'm sorry, I was I was clicked off. I was reading something, and I thought, no way did he just say a shrimp vaccine. Okay, now you have my undivided attention. Yeah, here you go. But when you see this sort of heading, you give it, I've got to look into this. This sounds a bit... Yes. But I tell yeah. you what, you go into it, and you dig up some real shit. Basically, it's to target the white spot syndrome virus, WSSV, right? And it's a money-making scheme. According to Dr. McCullough, right, this improves shrimp survival against WSSV. At present, WSSV devastates the shrimp population by 15%. Global shrimp production costs the industry a calculated loss annually of $3 billion. So... They're vaccinating shrimps, right? And guess what type of vaccine they're using? Well, discounting all of the uh, the live vaccines, I'm going to go with an mRNA vaccine. Yep. And so uh, where's all this shrimp going? Onto dinner plates around the world. Mm-hmm. So you've got a genetic therapy being put into these shrimps, and then you're going to consume them. Yes? All to make sure that the industry doesn't lose that $3 billion a year. And they don't know what the... Side effects of, yeah, what the long term effects of that are going to be. Once once again, it's just corporate money. But the thing is, when you look into it, I'm going, why mRNA? And then you look into the history of the fish farm industry and the shrimp farm industry and all these aquatic industries. And then you find out guess what they used to use on them? They used to use the vast amount of antibiotics Mm -hmm. on these already. Mm hmm. So hang on. So they know basically what you've got is remember the outcry overuse of antibiotics was causing bacteria that was becoming immune to antibiotics. And it was causing a problem in hospitals. It was causing a problem in, in society. And yet they were using this on these and they were finding that bacteria were becoming immune. And they're creating and it's creating a problem in their food industry. So now they've gone on to mRNA. But weren't the people blamed about all this antibiotic overuse? Weren't the people told it's because of you getting all these antibiotics and for anything and everything? It's been in your food chain. It's been in your food chain pushed by corporate things to stop such things as white you know, spot I would, syndrome. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I would I would argue, you know, we, we spent a lot of time, you know, just, just covering all bases and, and being clear and thorough here. We spend a lot of time talking about the corporations, but we never talk about the influence that the corporations are put under by businesses with foreign companies. Businesses with foreign companies, but it's yes. still a corp. You mean- It is. You're, but, you're you're about, but are you on about companies that are within a government structure? That then Namely influence China. others. Namely China. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, now, yeah, if I'm well, China, yeah. if if I'm China 
And if I have a policy and a strategy to wage biological war against the West, what am I going to do over the course of many years, as, as in like decades out? I'm going to get well, all my no, people. There's, there's, there's no argument there. I mean, yeah, yeah. it's unearthing. We, we, it's unearthing. Yeah. But, but the problem with this is it's created and allowed by the people who want to make the quick buck and the quick turnaround. Yeah. And I would argue that those people that do that, they are no longer our countrymen. I would I be surprised. But somewhere in that chain, there are people in business that are. No, you're not hearing me. When I say that they are in business with an adversary country like communist China, they are no longer our countrymen. I don't care what their passport says. Oh, right. Then, okay. That, that's a point of view. Yep. But they still are. And that's what Oh, yeah, gets they are. Me. They are. You, basically, what I'm trying to say is you have your own people for the buck getting this lot shoved into you. Yes, but I mean, if you're how selling many pe your people out for money, yeah. if you're intentionally causing harm or even unintentionally causing harm to your own people for making money and doing business with a foreign adversary in order to cause that harm, that makes you a traitor. You're guilty well, of treason. I was waiting for you to get to yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Because, because of a statement that was said the other day that they cannot accuse people of being traitors because we do business with China. They are, no, a traitor is a traitor. Yep. The simplicity of it all is if you are a traitor to the human race, because you this is what's happening, that, as far as I'm concerned, is a crime against humanity. All this medical push is a crime against humanity. So, yeah, you're a traitor against your own kind. There are no barriers here where COVID vaccine has done. It's gone across all countries. They've done it to everybody. You have committed crimes against humanity. That vaccine is the biggest crime. I mean, the biggest fraud and the endless amount of harm. And yet people are giving it, well, I'm still alive. Yeah. Can't be that Got bad. my next boost coming up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hope they get it approved on time. I want to get, want to, get to the and ball yet, game. And yet the thing is, it's similar to that. Vaccine or boosts. Yeah. Yes, it does make you more susceptible. Why are these people even on telly? And yeah, you had that silly person on called Whoopi the other day. She got COVID for X amount of times and she's still wearing a mask at home. She's the epitome of what society has become. She's a mouthpiece of idiocy. She did some wonderful comedic stuff, but she has degenerated into a fool to actually sit there and spout and say, oh, I can't, come on. Why can't you just go onto the telly? Spread it around like the common cold and get out of it. Get rid of your mask. Act like an adult, not an idiot. All you're doing is being a mouthpiece for people to push a vaccine which causes harm. It makes you susceptible to it. Even if a booster gives you a little bit of supposed cover because they say it's creating antibodies, yeah, fine. But at the long run, it's going to cause more harm affecting your immune system. And it is total bollocks. Sorry. I was waiting for the apology and you just subtly slipped it in there at the end. <laughs> so we're out of time. We are going to have to go. I'm glad that this uh, somewhat worked out today. I hope by the time that this comes out at the end that there won't be any kind of hiccups or anything. So we'll just have to wait and see. Well, uh, we're here trying to do it. That's the main yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm glad that we can somewhat get things accomplished. Uh, at least if it's you know if it's the bare minimum, at least it's it's something. But anyway, like I said, we're going to try and have Marty on for two days next. Yeah, week. I know. 
I know. I'll forgive you this once. I'm, I'm sorry. He didn't get his day, so I have to I have to grant him. He did tell me on Thursday, yesterday, uh, when we couldn't, he said he was available on Sunday. So I have to. Well, maybe, just maybe, the next time I come on to do a short, because I was going to close things up about uh, Space and the Moon to a certain degree, because um, the FAA, is it the FAA? They've actually finished their investigation with SpaceX and hopefully we should get a day soon for when the next starship is going to go up for a test. So maybe, yeah, I look maybe the next time will be a positive and it'll be after the event or close to it. It should mm. be really interesting. Very good. All right, then. We will see you next week. It's been a great conversation, my friend. I'd like to thank you for being here today. Thank you to all of the listeners. God bless everyone and have a great evening. Good night.